0: Welcome to The Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Red Light Report. Uh, Today's guest, I got to meet in person down in Miami. We met at Biohacking Congress. So today, we're going to talk to him. His name is Barton Scott, and he is a biochemist and a founder. Um, He's also a nutritionist and a researcher. For about the last six years, Barton has been uh, the founder and process developer behind Upgraded Formulas. Barton is passionate about helping people address the stressors of daily life, poor sleep, hormone issues, low energy, the toxicity of the modern world, the extreme lack of nutrients in our food and soil and the nutrient absorption issues that we all face through education of the human's body's interrelationships. Upgraded Formulas also supports charitywater.org in the great work they do. And Barton, you know, it was great meeting you down in Miami. Super stoked to have you on uh, the podcast. Uh, Welcome.
1: Thank you, Mike. Yeah, it was great to meet you there. I really liked the info you put out. So I was like, ah this is this is someone i want to know
0: <laughs> well this is yeah this is going to be fun and i appreciate that so yeah just for the audience give us your give us your background um you know i was looking through your website you went through you know a laundry list of health issues give us the background story and then how you came to develop upgraded formulas and what that is
1: sure yeah happy to so we we have some amazing solutions today, and I'll talk about how we got there. When I was in my mid-20s, I had a couple things happen kind of all at once. It was a a weird thing. I'd gone through chemical engineering. I got my degree there. I was working as an engineer. I was pretty sure I was going to lose my job, and this was because I'd pushed myself really hard my whole life. I'd been competing in different sports all of my life, could have wrestled in college, and had done really well in that sport. I played football both ways, like quarterback, safety. I had run track. I was just always going. I was working. I was working through school. I was doing chemical engineering. I was just go, 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 you know, like always filling the day, always learning, always doing something cognitively demanding, always burning minerals, it turns out, and keeping my burn rate pretty high. And just kind of going, going, going until I would just, all right, well, it's time to go to bed. I can't work anymore. It's, it's kind of like how was just, I've just been built. I thought things were headed on a pretty good track. And then I started to lose my short-term memory. And it was in part because of all these deficiencies from from sports, from sweating, and also from just making some really stupid mistake, which was when I was in college, going to a doctor and saying, hey... I've heard of some some other kids that are taking Vyvanse and Adderall. I want a prescription. I think this will. Ha- and I just didn't know any of the things that that I you know that we know now. What I can t- say to that specifically is that it's so hard on your adrenals, and it's really hard. You know, anytime you feel stressed, anytime you're in that kind of fight or flight mode, that that uh, both of those medications put you in. Your burn rate. What happens to your burn rate of minerals? It it goes up, right? If someone's telling you, "Oh, well, take X amount of milligrams of this thing," well, you may need to take more than that for a couple of different reasons. One, your burn rate's up. but You may also have a deficiency that someone else doesn't have, especially with a sport like wrestling. You you sweat something like six to eight pounds of water weight in a practice. You don't replenish the three thousand milligrams of of potassium and the 4000 milligrams of sodium and then you do it the next day and then you do it the next day. And on the weekends, you do a dual meet or a uh, like weekend tournament and you wrestle five or six times. You know, it's just a grueling sport. At least with football, you get more breaks and things. I'm giving that as an example because I know I'm not alone in, hey, you know, competed for a while. Great. Like it's just that that was really intense. And maybe I had deficiencies growing up because I remember being constipated as a kid. Uh, Again, I was already competing then. So that's part of it. It's a lot more than just "quote unquote" hydration from "quote unquote" water. You know, it's like, what are the other things? So, what I realized was I was taking, unfortunately, and fortunately, my intuition was right, but unfortunately, I wasn't I clearly wasn't absorbing them uh, because I, I did. I spent a lot of money on testing, and I found one test in particular super actionable. That we work with today, we've we've done a kind of brought it out of the dark ages and, and made it really accessible, ship it all around the world as a hair test with consultations with nutritionists I've trained myself that really deeply understand this test. And the combination of a good lab, people that really understand it, and supplements that really work, I'll get to that part here in a second, is just this, this dynamite combo that I wish I would have had then it would have. Kept me from losing a couple jobs, probably <laughs> no way to know for sure, but probably a relationship or two as well, because when you don't have the energy levels, it's really hard to show up the way you want to show up. It's almost like a, a mildly depressed state when you have low energy, right? You can take the same person with the same mental outlook and reduce their energy level by 40% and you would kind of consider them depressed really, or lethargic at least. And then things stack up and they become stressed more easily. There's different ways to approach it. So yeah, you can raise your core body temp with things like sauna and, you know, all these great hacks, but you still need that fundamental nutrition. So is it biohacking? Yes. Is it fundamental nutrition? Yes. Uh, I think it's biohacking because what I eventually was able to do was take a look at this and and really develop a a new way, uh, some process tweaks Taking a, a good existing product that, you know, is sourced well from the US and and has all the right things that you would expect, third-party testing every batch. But then what I realized was particle size really mattered. And we needed to get it into the red blood cell without needing to be digested. If it needed to be digested, most people would not be able to utilize it because they have just all sorts of gut dysfunction. And I knew that had to be the case if I was in my mid-20s. I had a six pack and was debilitated by just insane levels of brain fog. That's where we're at. And then I, I spend you know, the next couple of years thinking about it and finding different manufacturers to work with all these different ways of solving this problem and thinking about it. And then I kind of piece it together and I go, OK, got it. So science part's done. Now it, now it's time to make a, make this a real company. So I started that in 2016. And now we, you know, we ship products around the world and the cool part is that you can have a deficiency, understand it, and then have a clear path to actually reverse it. What does that mean? Well, it means that, you know, now you won't struggle as much with chronic fatigue because you have enough magnesium at a cellular level to actually produce enough ATP, kind of like what we're talking about before we started recording. So that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell appreciate
0: giving us your background i mean there, there's a lot of directions we could go from there and one that just keeps popping in my mind because you we keep talking about minerals and especially like sodium potassium manganese right there you go pain. so the point being and this is going to come off as a like a juvenile question but you know you're an athlete you're, you're sweating a lot you're losing all those minerals so isn't that kind of what gatorade and powerade markets <laughs> to? like does that stuff really work or is it really more of a marketing ploy or is it that some people, like in your your sense, you just needed more because maybe you're depleted in a certain mineral more than others. So what's what's kind of the 4-1 on Gatorade Power Rate, other than it's laced with sugar?
1: And just give us kind of a breakdown there. Yeah, the, there's not really much value in that except for the sugar, which if someone's a sugar burner, then they need that constant supply of sugar, right? A friend of mine actually just last night, I'll tell you a, a quick story on this to kind of describe someone that, that just did really well in, a, in an Ironman. I think he placed second in Kona last year. <laughs> he posted something that a friend of mine knows now to like not really be the way because he's used my way of doing it. And then he qualified for, for Hawaii this year for the first time after running, I think he's run 14 Ironmans and he's never made it. And he made it this time and he did it in 105 degree heat. And he passed a couple, like in the top 10, two guys that were just out with cramps because it was 105 degrees and they couldn't go. And on top of that, he said he had the most, I thought this was particularly awesome. He said he had the most fun of any Ironman he's ever run. He felt just more in control is what he said. And I was like, okay, well, that's awesome. And he was eating some of our upgrade magnesium, like during the thing, during the race, a couple capsules. He had the upgrade potassium in the water and a bunch of salt. And he sent me the screenshot last night and he, he said, man, these guys, like they need your help. They have no idea what you understand on this. And it's just so fundamental. He's like, I, it's crazy. Uh, he's like, you should reach out and have a conversation and sponsor them. P S if anyone listening is a triathlete, then message me on Instagram. <laughs> um, What's your handle, Barton? Ask Barton on, on Instagram. To your question, he was posting about this same thing. He was saying Gatorade this, Powerade that. I do this much at this time interval, etc. And uh, I get that that can work, but it, you're essentially overcoming. Um, so he had a really small amount of sodium in that. In one case, and he had a larger amount of sodium. In another case, But he mentioned, he made no mention of potassium, which is muscle contraction, adrenal function. It's even like deep, slow wave sleep. It's correlated to that. Also fun fact with potassium, the it's kind of like inversely proportional to how long you'll live. So if you have really low levels of potassium, you're closer to death than you could be at your same biological age. Why? Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why for sure, except for. Hey, it's just it's a it's a key incredible thing in the body. It's used for a lot of things. You know, we're electrical beings and it's needed. But that was a super interesting study that I, I saw. I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. That's just one. Um, the interesting thing about that is two percent of people every day get enough potassium. Two percent. Let's say you're one of those two percent on Monday, on Tuesday you have to be one of those 2% again. And then Wednesday, you have to be a 2% again because the body's not storing it really, right? Mm -hmm. Really amazing. So where, where I'm at on that is that the body's electric and photovoltaic. And so I was chronically low in magnesium when I did that test. I was pretty low in sodium too. And I was also low in potassium. But when I started to fix my magnesium levels, my sodium levels, my potassium levels, I felt just so much better, even like poorly absorbing some of it still, because we didn't have our our products done yet. But I still felt so much better that I was targeting it. But now it's like a world of difference when you can go, oh, I'm low in that. And then you can take one of ours and get elevated in it if you're not careful. Like, so you retest and you see where you're at. Anyway, that's my, my thoughts on it. I mean, what Eric did was my friend that I I helped him qualify for worlds, he did it in ketosis, actually. We gave him a, a plan. We worked together on his plan for his electrolytes throughout his race, which was interesting for me because I um I've not done a long race like that. So pretty pretty cool. Yeah. That is interesting. So
0: just back to your point of when you did start rebalancing your minerals, whether they were too low or whatnot. You said you felt better. So was it just a sensation of more energetic, just more yourself, more your personality, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I would say that's right. I mean, mild depression, whenever you're low energy is a very common sort of symptom in part because you're not sleeping well, you have such low magnesium levels that during the day, you know, magnesium converts into what it converts into serotonin during the night, more people know that it converts into melatonin. So, it's key, right? If you're low in that and then you're just not going to sleep and recover the way you could, and then you're not going to have the clarity and then you're not going to have the achievement the very next day that you could have had. That's how I always think about it is what could tomorrow feel like if I do some things really well this evening, right now, you know this morning, you know how do I need to set myself up based on the things that, I've said yes to, or I want to say yes to tomorrow and next week and next month, next year. So
0: well, you. if you're in the longevity mindset, it's like, what can I do today, tomorrow, and next week? So I feel how I feel today, but in 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you know, if you're playing the long game.
1: Um, yeah. I was born to older parents. So I think I've always had that. One of the things that also happened that same time when I was losing my memory was I was Helping my my mother lose some weight, and you know we were all super close as a family. I watched her health just crumble because of the medications she was on, prednisone, and having her thymus gland removed. And she went from this incredibly vivacious person that could have a conversation with anyone on the planet to just a shell of herself in a matter of a couple of years, and then just spontaneously had an aneurysm and and died, you know, instantly. I remember thinking, well, she had access to as good of medical care as most people could ever ask for. That didn't achieve the result we're looking for. So even if I'm at peace with how traumatic it is to lose a parent, suddenly someone you're close with someone that's like a, I mean, they raised me like, like a peer. There's still something clearly that needs to be worked on because there's, there's a, a system error here. I mean, something that that you learn in in modern medicine is that, like in medical school, is that modern medicine doesn't make anyone well. It's never fixed a disease ever, not once. That's just an unfortunate fact. So, what does fix that? And that's that's really what I start to think about from a longevity lens, and from an anti aging lens, and from a performance lens, uh, particularly cognitive performance was this and what I realized was all cause mortality was directly linked to low and and irregular mineral patterns so irregular meaning like off balance so like a huge amount of calcium in proportion to magnesium we know what these ratios are and we, we've known them for a while now just some really interesting things to understand there and you do feel a lot younger it's almost like expanding whichever decade you're in in your life when you, you re, re- the body in a targeted way, you start to improve thyroid function, improve adrenal function, improve metabolism, improve the relationship between glucose and blood sugar sensitivity. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It really, and, and, you know, how could it be any other way, frankly, because we have this relationship with all these elements that make up our entire planet. Of course, they make up us as well. Should we think that we can live an optimal existence? I think of all of this, Mike, in a a way of how do I put stack the odds in my favor to achieve my goals at the core of everything I do? The way to reverse disease, going back to that medical school sort of statement that a friend had said, it's like, you know, I learned they right then, like we never actually fix disease. Well, how do you fix disease or how do you prevent it? if the cells have all the nutrients specifically minerals not not vitamins but minerals then they produce enough energy and they detox well thanks to sauna that's a huge improvement there on the detox part of the equation you know giving that cell the juice that it needs electrostatic voltage to protect against heavy metals to power itself this is just immensely important if if you care about any of the things we're talking about. It's like n- not overlookable.
0: <laughs> well it's so. a foundation, right? It's like um there's all yeah. these cool technologies and these cool supplements and Navins coming out for anti-aging and longevity, which they have their time and place. But if you're you're stacking that on top of a faulty foundation, then what's the point? So kind of to what you're speaking on with minerals, that's the foundation of a majority of our health, right? So for anyone that's out there listening or like you alluded to, Barton, you got tested to find what you were deficient in, which anyone needs to do, or else you kind of just throw in the kitchen sink and hoping uh, something sticks, right? Or maybe you start taking too much of something and that couldn't cause potentially something you don't want. So the point being, you mentioned this, I think in your your intro that you got hair testing done to check mm-hmm. out your mineral deficiencies or lack thereof, correct? And we were talking a little before the recording, You're you're telling me how uh, this is potentially even better than taking some blood samples. And so just explain to the audience, not that this is a new technology, at least I think that's what you alluded to. You're kind of just bringing it back and giving it the shine that it needs. So again, just explain to us why the hair test is one that people should be looking out for if they don't want to check their mineral status.
1: One is that it's it's more accurate and we can talk about why that is. Two, it's more cost-effective. We can talk about why that is. Three, it's less invasive Uh, I think that's probably self-explanatory, but we can talk about how to take a sample. In terms of more accurate, well, blood is a day or less worth of data. If you don't fast that exact day, then you just skew a lot of your results for most things. That's not a great thing. The other thing that is really an obvious fact in retrospect is that Your blood is mission critical, is it not? Well, yeah, of course it is. We're depending on our blood to circulate all the nutrients to our organs, right? And to detox. Since that's the case, is blood a good place if it's the nutrient-rich source? Is that the place we want to test or do we want to test the organ or equivalent organ? So skin is an organ, or so we call it. I think it's a weird thing to call skin an organ personally. But if you're going to call skin an organ, then you're going to call hair an organ is what I've realized, because they're both growing at a very, very similar rate. They're replenishing. And I mean, they're both tissue. So when you think of that, you go, all right, this is starting to make sense. That's a closer approximation to the organs in your body, which is ultimately what you want to test. But biopsying your liver is not an easy thing to do or your kidney or your spleen, you can't do that. So knowing that, all right, so ease, what wins? Well, ease of of sampling method and accuracy. You know, an inch of hair takes about a month to grow and you want the hair closest to the scalp. So you have about a thousand times more data per nutrient sampled in hair than in, in blood. So when you divide that, You get that, like in calculus, you'd call it like area under a curve, but it's just the 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 division of all these things. You get a better, you know, you're dividing between amongst a thousand values. So 30 days and like many values that compounded to produce that tissue. Anyway, uh, without, I'm going to back out and get a little less technical and say, since that's the case, we know it's a lot more accurate. Now, what we don't know, or what most people don't know is how to actually understand the test, because it's not as simple as going, all right, Mike is low in these four minerals. He needs to take these four minerals. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. There's more to it. But the beautiful thing is we understand ratios in that test and the report doesn't just come out and scream this to you, but in a consultation with someone that really knows this test and they've specialized in this test, like they may know other like organic acid, all these other uh, tests but you need to find someone that really knows this test. With this, when you know that, you understand adrenal function, thyroid function, metabolism, you understand zinc and copper, which is progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. The relationship between all of those is closely tied to the levels of those two minerals in that last example. So, and then there's more. So yeah, there's there's a lot to, to see there. There's a lot of value there. And then having that map, as you said, not just blindly guessing, but actually testing. This is why we, a couple of years ago, we trademarked the phrase test don't guess <laughs> because it's it's like fundamental to what what we really want people to understand. So. So, so again,
0: upgraded formulas does hair testing, correct? Yep. And then you're able to read that and relay uh, the information you're able to read that?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, we have a number of nutritionists that I've trained myself that were already awesome and super knowledgeable to begin with. They have to be that. They have to be kind. They have to be willing to just like ask questions and really get to understand what a person's struggling with, and not diagnose based on what the report says only. It's it's always both. It has to be both. So that's what we do. It's a very like kind, caring approach. I would say I'm certainly proud of it. What we've done there, uh, we have a a, a course to the practitioners, whether it's doctors, nutritionists, or even biohackers. They can go through and and do that certification. So that's been private. It should be live on the site within a week or so. Yeah, awesome. Are there any
0: global trends that you've noticed uh, as far as mineral deficiencies
1: mm-hmm. or anything that's like super unique that you've noticed? Yeah, that's a great question. So. Boron is something that you can just assume that you're low in manganese is something that you can almost assume that you're low in iodine is something you can assume you're low in a lot of these are, are in too small of amounts to accurately test for in any way in the body. So we've taken boron off of the test at, at my request, because after looking at this for years, I, I thought that was the right move can you be sold a test, some other like a blood or urine test or something by some company somewhere to test that? Sure. Will it be accurate? No, it will not. Uh, and that's the same with iodine. Manganese is easy to test for, but in that case, it's just something that nearly everyone's low in. My friend Tara, who incredibly knowledgeable woman, she said, um, why did you come out with upgraded manganese? And I said, well, you know, she's like, you have it in, in upgraded memory. You have it in like, why is it its own thing? Like it has like, well, A, nearly everyone's low in it. And then B, the recommended daily allowance for it is so low that it really needed to be its own like high potency sort of supplement, not just 100% of daily value. Same with iodine. Iodine 100% in the US is absurdly low at 150 micrograms to put that in perspective, Japan eats nearly a hundred times more than that every single day as a daily intake of iodine per capita. Uh, They're doing something right because they're also the longest living nation uh, outlive us by a wide margin. So this is one of many things we should start to emulate. In my opinion, (laughs) Our iodine you have a dropper, so you can decide how much iodine you want to take in, but If you just do it as directed, it's a pretty big dose. It's a lot more. It's five milligrams a dose. And I've even done like two doses or more a day knowing where my thyroid function was at the time. So, because wrestling, going back to that self-induced hypothyroidism, really, it's like, (laughs) I mean, it's just not good for the body. It's tough whenever you're really watching your weight. So, and
0: is, is the, Difference with the Japanese having a hundred times more is iodine specifically
1: correct? Is it because they eat so much seaweed? Right, sea vegetables, and kelp, things like that. Oh. Yeah. So,
0: so on top of your your minerals that you offer, are you coaching you know clients on specific foods to eat to help keep their levels up that the levels that are deficient in certain minerals?
1: Yes. Yeah. So what what we do we do in the consultations we'll say things like. So for example, to go back to that last example with iodine, it's like, look, you can eat sea vegetables and they're like, well, where do I get sea vegetables? It's like, okay, well, that might be a little difficult. So you can try the supplement. You can also try to get kelp specifically. So we third-party test every batch for impurities like heavy metals, microbes, and then also content, every single batch. You can't do that when you're doing like Ayurvedic herbs they're just going to be higher in heavy metals naturally uh, because their roots, roots, whether it's from a hemp plant, notorious for pulling in just terrible stuff. So like you can plant hemp in a, a EPA disaster zone and it'll just absorb everything basically not good. And I've seen a little bit of research to show that CBD, unfortunately may actually reduce deep sleep. It's more, more research has to be done, but Regardless, going back to like cleanliness and diet, we will say, hey, you need to increase, for example, Mike, you looking at your report, you need to increase your phosphorus level. And you're like, cool, how do I do that? Well, first of all, we're not going to tell you if you're plant-based that you need to start eating animals or anything. However, so we're, we're very diet agnostic, you could say. Uh, however, we'll just tell you, you need a lot more phosphorus in your diet. And we have a little bit of phosphorus in one of our supplements, but you know, ultimately you need to, you need to really increase it. And the best way to increase it's going to be through like nose t- tail eating of grass fed animals. And you're going to be really hard pressed to get phosphorus otherwise. So try to eat some phosphorus every single meal and like, we'll leave it at that. Or we'll like, Hey, uh, your potassium super low. So here's some foods that are high in potassium and as a little bit of homework, go ahead and look up foods high in manganese and eat, choose the ones that you want to eat. Because again, I don't believe in telling people they need to eat a certain type of food that they may not want to eat intuitively. That might, there might be other things in that food that they're intuitively correct in not wanting to eat, or they just like, don't like it or both. We don't know, you know, but what we do know is that after trying it many different ways, it seems to be the best way. Yeah, that makes sense. This podcast
0: interview was brought to you by the Longev Revive Cream. If you haven't heard of this cream before, go back and listen to the podcast interview with David Horneck, one of the people that helped create this amazing cream. The cream is specifically developed to enhance red light therapy treatment sessions. And not only that, but improve vibrational healing from the frequencies of full spectrum sunlight. The Revive includes special ingredients such as photodynamic amino acids, which helps convert UV light to red light. It increases production of this thing called fibronectin, which is said to be the holy grail of anti-aging. And then there's astaxanthin, which has been shown in clinical studies to increase skin moisture, moisture retention, and elasticity. There's turmeric, which contains an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and antimicrobial properties. There's copper peptides, which also has antioxidant, anti-inflammatory effects. C60 has high antioxidant power to prevent skin aging, 172 times more than vitamin C. And then there's also geranium rose, shungite, humic acids. And most of these ingredients are organic and they're all high, high quality. So if you want to check this cream out, go to longjev.com, that's L-O-N-G-E-V-V.com, or you can also find it on biolite.shop, that's biolite.s-h-o-p. So before we switch topics here, you're very knowledgeable and excited to speak on, you know, focus and sleep. So give us a quick breakdown of how how minerals affect focus and then which minerals are needed for sleep and why.
1: Sure. <laughs> So with focus, I've put out two blends that are really interesting. One is our peak thyroid to improve thyroid function and thereby improve focus. So it's the key minerals your thyroid needs to make and convert thyroid hormone. So those are all there. And then you have upgraded memory, which is a combination of five different minerals that I've seen a vast number of people be low in. And I think of those is kind of particularly the upgraded memory as a multi-mineral that would take the place of your multivitamin because most of multivitamins are have antagonistic relationships. So they they kind of defeat each other, right? Is what that means chemically. They they don't play well together. Uh, so these are five minerals that do play well together and people are low in and they all contribute to to brain function, brain health and memory. So when I say memory, what I really mean is recall. Things like manganese are, are really important, for example, and, and that's even important in the building blocks of actual structure in the brain. So making neural pathways, you actually need certain nutrients, right, to, to build. You need building blocks. So if you're going to build a skyscraper, you need a certain amount of certain materials, right? So what are those, you know, isolating those and, and understanding them and then absorbing them really well. Yeah. So, yeah. So what would cause absorptive issues? You know, people might be taking supplements, but like you said, maybe they're not absorbing them. So what could be causing that? So mineral supplements in general, it's like tiny little rock, rock and metal fragments, right? Is what they are typically. So getting them in a more available state is the thing. So the thing that think a couple of different things, one Heavy metals block the absorption of them, but minerals can help push out heavy metals. So you can have selenium and that can help push out mercury. You can have zinc and that can help push out mercury by raising your sulfur levels that can push out mercury. I say mercury because that's the most toxic, but you can have silica and you can push out aluminum, different things like that. Right. But, you know, along the way, these heavy metals are also causing impedance in the body. That's really important to understand. The other thing I mentioned earlier is particle size. Imagine you have a yard and in the yard, you have a basketball. That basketball fits nicely and easily into the yard. That's what our our particle technology does. And then I've taken some steps to, to stabilize it too, so that you don't even really have to shake our, our liquids. It's nice and stable. The basketball fits in the yard, right? Now, try to make the yard fit in the basketball doesn't work. So you have to go through a digestive process to break it down to get into that. The other thing is is forms only matter in previous existing technology. So things like magnesium, fill in the blank, whatever you think is awesome. That mattered to the extent of having an old particle size that was five or eight times larger than a red blood cell versus at least a thousand times smaller than a red blood cell. You can not have a stomach and you can absorb our formulations. So we'll put magnesium through our process and then I'll bind it with chloride because it's also electrolyte and your body needs that. Your body doesn't need an amino acid that you're binding with, say, magnesium to get you to absorb the magnesium more readily. That's the old old way of doing it. And it got you know, mediocre to low results. Right. In my case, I wasn't able to ever reverse my magnesium deficiency truly until I had this sort of approach. And that's what we do with all of our minerals. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, that's perfect. Let's move on. We we talked about this
0: briefly before the recording. Explain to the audience your 11 day fast that you recently Mm -hmm. did. Uh, to heal some injuries. So, so how did you prep for it? How did it go, and what were the
1: results? Yeah. So the prep was I was already intermittent fasting, like just like you. You know, we talked offline about this. So I was fat adapted, I was keto adapted, and I was able to slip into ketosis pretty quickly, which helped. Right. So that that can be a six week process of becoming you know keto adapted, but. And once you build that machinery, you're able to really do it more easily. So what I realized through intermittent fasting and doing like one, two and three and four, five day fast, I understood how to do it with minerals to do it without pain. And minerals, of course, are, there's no calories in them. That was my quote unquote prep phase is just understanding that building that knowledge, kind of, you know, surfing those smaller waves. And then I was out running sprints and I had something happen. I never had happen. I had a partial hamstring tear, uh, pull. And then we were tossing the, the football around and I ended up with like a deep bruise on the inside of one of my knee, one of my knees. And so that happened first. And I kind of just played through it and then just sprinting all out, like full out, not warm yet. Just like, I don't know, just not, not being smart about it. Like I definitely know better than to do that. And I felt it pull and I, I mean, it hurt, but I also was just way more concerned about what this means 90 days from now, 30 days from now. And I thought, oh my God, well, now's the time that I'm going to do at least five days on, on a fast, which I had done once before. And I'll get these, these stem cells coming out of bone marrow after about, after about day five, maybe a little before. And You know they're adipose; they'll heal anything. They don't care what they heal. So, this is my best shot for no money, Uh, not spending twenty grand and a lot of time and actual surgery to get this done. So I was like, "All right, well let's let's see what I can do here." So day three, I I had a, a big podcast to do. I wanted to be fasted for that anyway and I just kept going. So that night I immediately went and sat in some really cold water until I was just shaking. I was like, all right, you know, hopefully this helps. And then in the morning I couldn't even get out of bed normally. And then when I got out of bed, I couldn't bend my knee. And I was thinking, oh man. And then on the other leg, the hamstring was just like mildly throbbing. It felt like yeah. At six in the morning, I was like, Oh geez, this is not good. This is, <laughs> this is terrible. So I, I didn't eat that night that pre, you know, after it happened, it was late evening. And then, uh, I kept, I just kept going and it just listened to my body. And I kept using, I knew what my hair test results were. I knew where my mineral levels were. So I supplemented based off of that. And I, I did quite a bit of salt and just the minerals that I needed in addition to those to run my thyroid and adrenals. That was actually going to be one of my questions about mineral intake
0: during a fast. So uh, how often were you ingesting minerals? And then this was a water fast, correct? So it was just water and minerals.
1: Water and minerals, Uh, a little bit of black coffee here and there, just to kind of kill appetite. But yeah, how often? Uh, Usually like three to four times a day during the day because I was, I was working from home. I had that luxury, but I was working throughout this too. And I was working out for the first eight days in a row, which is interesting. Even to me, I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to, and I was able to. So, yeah, I mean, makes sense when you have the body fat, when you have the minerals, which activate all the enzymatic pathways in the body and then you have sunlight, then you're producing vitamin D, um, you're or you're absorbing it and then you're mm-hmm. activating it. By the way, people are taking vitamin D. This, this could be an episode on, it, on its own, but I'll, I'll just mention these specifically boron, magnesium, uh, B6, K2, K1, K2. The like M four or MK four MK seven all these things you need to have together to properly absorb magnesium. Probably no one has heard of boron being important. It it is uh, magnesium is important to keep calcium from over absorbing, which can actually cause at high doses cell death in the brain by holding the the way that happens is it holds the calcium channel open too long in the brain. I go from ambivalent to furious. Just in moments when I, I hear that quote unquote health officials are recommending these like large doses of vitamin D to people with none of these other thoughts and considerations taken, most likely because they don't know. But maybe there's some nefarious thing there because I mean you can kill brain cells when you take too large of vitamin D by itself and you're not taking magnesium. Plus you're also just making yourself less healthy in general. It's just terrible because when calcium and magnesium, which is one of the important ratios we test for in hair, is really out of whack, your thyroid functions off, your metabolism's off. You quite literally uh, become more impervious to absorbing nutrients at a cellular level. At some point, with a lot of calcium, you become really stiff. Your joints become stiff. It's it's not good. It's not really not good, but. Yeah, that's that's my long-winded, tangential answer.
0: <laughs> so most vitamin D supplements, they do have K2. Are you yeah. saying that's not enough? Or are you saying that vitamin D by itself is just not a great thing?
1: Yeah, re- really, really both. For the for those reasons, I, I would be taking all of those things. So boron is needed in the utilization of, of vitamin D. It's not even just absorption. It's once it's absorbed, it's utilizing it. Just like B six is really important for utilization of magnesium, and uh, almost everyone's low in that, from what I've seen. Let's backpedal to the
0: to the fasting for a second. Yes, yeah, sure. what did you feel after five days? And then you said you kept on going to eleven days. So what did you notice at five that made you want to keep going? You know, six more
1: days. Uh, that's a really good question. Day five was was so cool because I, that was the tipping point where I was I was realizing okay well my leg and my you know my hamstring and my knee both feel a lot better but they're not like fully healed yet the deep bruise that i can tell is gonna be fine i'm gonna keep going i feel good i feel like my body's still cleaning out but i feel as mentally clear as i felt in a long time probably since i did a the five-day fast six months before that and then uh I just kept going because intuitively I felt like it was the thing I needed to do. And I was, I was in flow, I was enjoying life. I, my brain was working so well with such high ketone levels that, I mean, I stopped testing after day three, when I saw there at like four, (laughs) Four. I was like, all right, this is, I'm not going to waste time testing. It's going to go up from here most likely, but Yeah, it's great. So, you know, the brain starts to heal even more with all these ketones. So it's just like, oh, my God, give it to me. You know, like, let's keep going. You know, let's keep going. Those just loving it, you know, and getting so much done. I got weeks of work done in those those 10 days. And then the 11th day was was cool. I, I broke the fast then just with like avocado and some collagen, just kind of sipping on it, warmed it up. It was just like what my body wanted. Plenty of salt. I think the best way to say it in a short sentence was I felt better and better. So I kept going. After some point, I felt smarter than I'd ever been more capable and just could just do something without really thinking too much about it. Everything was sequenced in my mind. I could just see how I wanted to do something. And I was clear. I didn't need to wait and sort of ponder on the sequence or the order or energy is just there. So, you know, it's like instant response. So.
0: Yeah, you're pretty intuitive. So not only, uh, like you said, you were feeling better, you had more energy or more productive. So why stop? <laughs> and it's one of those things that's like, you you fasted for five days. So it's like, I oh, might as well do another day, you know, get some more stem cell endogenous stem cell production. But if you're feeling good, yeah. Why stop? That also begs the question, When was this fast, by the way? I guess I don't know.
1: This was uh, September of last year.
0: Okay, so it's been a while. So have you done another, you know, 5 to 11 day fast
1: since then? No, intuitively, no no reason to yet. By day five, was your hamstring and knee feeling pretty good? Pretty good. Knee was really good. Hamstring was like 70% better, I would say, by the end of day five. And then by day 10, day 10 was an interesting thing. That was a Saturday. And I was out (coughs) on this, you know, this like yacht with some friends. We like rented this thing and they're all like eating and drinking and having a normal like Saturday, like look forward to this for a month type thing. Like 30 of my closest friends. I'm like, Full of energy, I'm like you know, like jumping off the back of the boat, like high diving, like throwing a backflip, like all like in improved motor function, like sensory perception, like not super comfortable with backflips normally even, and I just felt like more confident, more clear, more focused, more able to like take care of, of myself and like manage myself in 3D space, more coordinated. I remember thinking like, wow, this is this is incredible. I need to really teach this Uh, because I was able to figure it out and do it really without pain. So in the midst of of working on a a video course for that and writing about it too, just to to show people how to do this without pain. And in a way that hopefully the more and more um, doctors that I know that are, we have quite a few in our network now, but that are using our, our our, Supplements or consultations, even, you know, I want to get that to the educators in the space so that they can, you know, provide guidance to, you know, patients as they go through these longer fasts. Because I also dropped somewhere around six pounds of pure fat that has stayed off a year later. So that's been cool. And, and just, you know, I did thyroid, um, you know, full blood panel after. And again, we look at this stuff in the hair. So I redid hair at the same time. Yeah, my numbers improved, which is not surprising. So
0: Maybe that's what Bradley Cooper was doing
1: in Limitless. He wasn't taking (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: fasting. That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, that's how I felt, man. It's it's, as close to to the Limitless pill as I've ever felt. And I've taken things before that are, you know, like modafinil. And those are hard on the body. You know, it's just like the Adderall conversation. It's almost as bad. So what is it about
0: modafinil? Because that has become
1: sensationalized, of course, with Limitless
0: and other people uh, yeah. speaking on it. So what, what's, is it because it's synthetic and it, you
1: explain if you if you know? It's been years. It's been like 10 years since I've taken modafinil. So I, I don't even remember mechanism of action. I, I'm sure I looked it up at the time. But what I will say is I don't recommend anyone take it. I would say stay away from it. Get your fundamental nutrition right. And then watch how much better your brain works. So, yeah. I just interviewed... Uh, tim gray um, oh yeah he's a great friend
0: i think it was him he's the one that said we were talking about the same thing and i think we're talking about nootropics and he brought up modafinil i kind of asked him the same question and he's like i wouldn't take it because i'm never deficient in modafinil
1: yeah exactly so yeah yeah. that's a great way to say it yeah tim reached out about a year ago because someone had sent him a podcast that i was on and uh he really loves our stuff because Tim specifically started using an upgraded magnesium and he was having to get IV injections of magnesium twice a week, pretty expensive, both time-wise and money-wise. And he doesn't do that anymore at all with ours by taking it. And then with our upgraded manganese, again, large dose, you really absorb it. He told me, I need to get him to do a testimonial video of this, but he said that both he and his mom, both, I guess he got some over to her too. They started using it and they both raised their core body temp pretty significantly. I don't remember about how much, but some amount that was significant in a pretty short amount of time. I don't know, like somewhere like one to three months. So yeah, it's just, you know, the fundamental nutrition. So Pretty powerful. And I saw, did you speak or
0: are you speaking at the Health Optimization Summit?
1: Yeah, I'll be speaking there. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come to London in May, yeah, come say hi. I want to. Yes. (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping to see you there. Before we check out of this podcast
0: episode, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, you know, what is your experience with red light therapy? Have you used it? When did you start? What have you noticed?
1: Yeah. So I've used red light therapy on and off for the past hmm, three years, probably, probably had my first experience some, some amount of time before that. But honestly, one of the things I'm most interested to do is actually use some targeted red light therapy on the thyroid after hearing and, and see both on the hair test and blood work for thyroids. But it's one of the, one of the few areas where I like to also do blood work is, is thyroid and test a bunch of different things. Like I don't really care too much what TSH is, but I want to know R, R, RT3 and a, you know a bunch of others. Just one of the slides that you had put up, two of the slides on thyroid function that you could maybe reference for people. Hopefully people have listened to that.
0: If not, go back. A couple of weeks and listened to my presentation at uh, the Biohacking Congress in Miami. But in a nutshell, there were two studies that were relatively recent within the last handful of years where in one of them, people were having thyroid function issues. I think it was some sort of antigen that was high causing hypothyroidism. So I think it was after 10 red light therapy treatments, a majority of them over 90% it was like 98% or something, had normalized that number so that their thyroid was functioning normally. And then the second piece of research was, again, I don't remember the exact numbers, but with the use of red light therapy, like you're saying, target treatment to the thyroid, a majority, if not all of the participants, and I forget how many, were able to get off their medications completely. So, as you know, the thyroid can be kind of a sticky wicket to treat. It can become chronic, kind of like hamstrings. They can easily uh, last for a long time to become chronic. So if there's a treatment that shows promise or it can help kind of remedy that situation, it's it's pretty darn cool. And red light therapy
1: seems to be one of those. That's astounding, like mind-blowing facts. I I love that. Yeah. I love hearing that again. Do we know what antigen or what specific sort of thing was in the way with the the thyroid function? I mean, I guess it was like, case by case but why it's just interesting to think about like why it was so effective ultimately I'm I'm one of those people that wants to ask that question and I'm also one of those people that will just like well clearly it works so I'm going to do it that's part of it but let me
0: tell you what and kind of like I outlined in my presentation when it comes to red light therapy working for any darn thing it can be hair it can be skin it can be energy it can be mental capacity it can be, you know, nervous system. It can be thyroid. It comes down to the mitochondria being more efficient at ATP production, which is energy, which kind of goes hand in hand with minerals. But the point being, if your thyroid isn't functioning properly, there's there's likely a preponderance of dysfunctional mitochondria in that organ. So it's deficient in red and near infrared light. Thus, if you fix that deficiency, then you're going to normalize the mitochondria, normalize energy production. and these different types of numbers, like the antigen we're talking about, should normalize because now the energy producer or the the root cause has has been brought back to homeostasis, if you will. In that study, you're not going to like this. Well, this is the first one that had 347 women with subclinical hypothyroidism, and they're the ones that received 10 treatments. They had high TSH, and so after 10 treatment sessions, 97% of the women lowered their TSH. So it used to be 9.1. It got brought down to 2.2 after 10 sessions. Wow. Which um, is
1: around where it needs to be. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I lied. It was from 2013. So within the, within the last decade, it's a randomized con- controlled trial. Uh, again, hypothyroid. They used infrared specifically, it looks like for this one. And it was the antibody TPOAB. They had a dramatic improvement in their thyroid function and an immense reduction in the thyroid antibody, TPOAB. Shockingly, and of course, I sensationalized this when we were talking off the top of my head, but the conclusion says, shockingly, 47% of the patients were able to stop medication completely. That's still a huge number because that doesn't say how many others were able to reduce it significantly, but almost half
1: of them were able to get off medication completely. And I would say that many of them could have gotten off of it completely if they were also taking the minerals that they were also minerally deficient. Most people are right. So, if they imagine if they had done all of that and they had been supporting it with targeted supplementation based on their hair test of what they were missing, and just something they would absorb really well. So, just some of the the ones that we have in Peak Thyroid. Uh, I mean, uh, absurd. It's the the most optimistic bit of research on thyroid function I've ever heard. When you said that, I was like, "Oh yeah, please repeat that for people." And I think that's a, a great taste, like to go back and and listen for anyone that you know wasn't there in Miami to go back and, and actually watch your talk there. Uh, do you have full video of that talk, or do you have notes, no? Or
0: just got the people that ran biohacking Congress just sent us all of the videos. So we'll be posting that on our, on the BioLite YouTube. There you go. On Instagram and everywhere else. So, yeah. Well, Barton, I know this is, this is going to be a softball question before we sign off here, but for people that want to dip their toes or go full fledged into optimizing their mineral levels, what steps should they take
1: and, you know, how can they proceed? I guess dip your toes in approach would be grab some upgraded magnesium, some upgraded potassium, some upgraded memory, probably some upgraded zinc. Start there and then you'll notice, oh, wow, these these products really work. I'm feeling better. If you're at all in touch with your body and, and some people aren't, frankly, I think from being an athlete and and as particularly as a wrestler, you're used to going all out and you start to get this feedback loop. That I, I think I built early on where I'm like, oh, I have enough energy to go all out for the next like minute and a half, but not for two more minutes. And then that extrapolates to, oh, well, in a normal working day with my company, I, I know that at this rate, I'll probably be out of energy by 7 p.m. or something or 9 p.m or I'm good, you know, or like, I need to take a nap, whatever it is. Some people don't really have that feedback. So testing is even more important for improving their intuition and their their sort of biofeedback mechanism. Wherever you are, testing is going to help you. Test don't guess, as as we say, right? Uh, So I would love for people to do that and do a test and consultation. And then, and we have a before and after bundle on our site, upgradedformulas.com see that at the top of the page. That is why I recommend the friends and family. Uh, That is why it's there is because I get asked that question literally every day (laughs) or someone on my team does. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm all in. Where do I start? So I'm really glad that you asked that. It's not a softball question. It's a really important question. And it's something that I wish someone would have led me by the hand and told me to do 10 years ago. And I wish these supplements existed then uh, because I would have been all over it. It just comes down to, if you want to achieve a lot in life, you need a lot of energy. That's why we love the
0: mitochondria. And that's why we love minerals on this podcast episode. Yes. yes. So uh, one last question, how often would a person get a hair test to like, keep checking in? Is it like every six months? Is it once a year?
1: You can be less frequent after about two years, but for the first two years, ideally you would do it quarterly. Uh, which is pretty doable. And it's pretty affordable, even with the consultation. So and remember, too, with all this, just like with red light, imagine how much better you feel after a red light sauna session, you know, you get just all the, you know, the nitric oxide benefits, all these things. Same thing with minerals, when you really absorb them, and you really begin to revert your deficiencies. I mean, we pay so much for food. And sometimes that thing that we think is going to make us healthy is really high in calcium and we have high calcium levels already so it's actually harming our health and bad for us in the short term. So you need to know you need the map. It's just so important, right? Can't emphasize it enough, really. We can even give people a code if they want to check it out, like a one-time use code. We can drop it, figure out something and drop it in the, the show notes for them. Yeah. yeah we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Totally. Cool. All right. Well We're at 15 guys go
0: check it out. Go uh yeah Check out that bundle because like, you know, Barton's been preaching this whole podcast and I'm a huge fan of, and I think I even spoke about it in a couple of my panels in Miami. It's like, you got to have the foundation neat and tidy and on point before you start adding these ancillary or, you know, these cool hacks, which, you know, they they can move the needle, but they're going to move the needle much more effectively and efficiently. If your foundation is in place.
1: Yep. Upgradedformulas.com and uh, yeah, save 15% on your first order. So Yeah, this is, this is super fun. Uh, Any other thoughts or questions?
0: Well, I think that kind of wraps it up as far as those questions. I just want uh, you to relate to people where they can go to learn more, you know, about and from you, uh, whether it's, you know, business or personal. Sure.
1: So business side, you know, you can check out our YouTube upgraded formulas on YouTube. And then I post a mix of things I find interesting on my Instagram. And that's everything from songs to supplements to like bio to just my favorite biohacks to philosophy. That's ask Barton, um, A-S-K, ask B-A-R-T-O-N. Uh, And then we have upgraded formulas on Instagram as well. Um, And then the website, of course, upgradedformulas.com. You can find an ebook there that you can check out if you'd like this conversation that should pop up on the site. So that's free. Really good resource as well. Um, I'll be working on a book. I should say that will come out sometime next year. I think we covered a lot of really good things for people.
0: Yeah. Barton, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you sharing your story and, uh, because without without that you know that journey you wouldn't have you know developed or had the passion to develop upgraded formulas which is obviously a, a massive need so I appreciate you sharing that with us and and kind of relaying that information you know it was nice meeting you in Miami and I'm sure our paths will cross again whether it's in the states or across the pond
1: that's right that's right I'm looking forward to it yeah yeah reach out to Tim I feel like you guys definitely need to be there as well so yeah yeah, we'll do.
0: Yeah, Barton, appreciate it. Uh, anything else for the for the folks or we got to head I, into the
1: weekend here? No, that, that's all just the this idea that nutrition becomes personality. Just this phrase just came to me about a year ago. And it's true because, you know, when we look at the zinc to copper on our, our hair test, we actually can see any person male or female exhibit more feminine or more masculine traits based on their mineral balance. And it's super fascinating. I've never heard anyone talk about it really. And it's really important for relationships and life satisfaction. I'll just say that. So that's why there's a little bonus, just thing to drop. So
0: that's the type of stuff you're going to be uh, putting in your yeah. book. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to that book. So you got to let me know when that's released. So um, we'll have you on again as a little uh, prequel to the release. Really cool. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Well, appreciate it, Barton. It's been fantastic. That was Barton Scott. This is Dr. Mike Belkowski. Test it. Don't guess it. Everyone have a fantastic week and uh, stay healthy. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word. So other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of Red Light Therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, BioLite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.